Groovers. Rock that shit, homie. Blight is a rock. Cooper is just rocking it. Rocking it. Um, okay. So uh, we're we're here now. We've decided to start doing a podcast, which will also be released in a YouTube format, SoundCloud, perhaps. You know, we will sort this stuff out. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at at nohopepodcast dot well dot not dot anything. Twitter dot com just, just slash Twitter, no yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah, that, my mistake. Right. Uh, sorry, Zach. Um, yeah, this is coming from the Twitter user. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, we're, we're going to begin the podcast now, you know, we're just going to get straight into it. This is our debut episode, so we're going to do a bit of explaining about, like, why we decided to do the podcast, and uh, just talking about ourselves a bit, introducing ourselves to the viewers. Um, but generally, the podcast is going to be about what, Zach? Well, the whole point is, yeah, you wrote down on the notes uh-huh. that we've made in advance for the podcast, so we don't get too lost. Yeah. Why are we making the podcast? Mm-hmm. And if you remember, I said to you, oh, we'll keep that discussion actually for on air, because yeah. I don't want to, you know, have the conversation first and then make it be false. Because the point is, you seem to be assuming that we've got a mutual reason for making the podcast. And I don't know what that is. I mean, I, well, no, like, I, don't, I don't think we have a mutual... We're, like, we just decided to start why, doing why, it. Here's why like, we're making it. Because why the fuck wouldn't we make a podcast? Exactly, yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to just talk about, like, what we've got going on, what's, you know, our take on things. Uh, is there a specific reason you should listen to our podcast? Probably not. Yes, there is. What? We're fascinating individuals. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess. And that isn't a boast. A lot of people I meet are fascinating. And I'm gutted that they haven't got their own podcasts. That's a fair point. That's a fair point, yeah. I mean, it's also partly false. Partly false how? Because that isn't really true. I don't know that many people that I wish had a podcast. <laughs> but there are a couple. And you're definitely one of them, mate. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. I think you'd be good with a podcast. I'm not only happy you're making a podcast, I'm more than happy that you're making one with me. Yeah, well... Because I mean, it'll I'm, be twice, if not three times as good. I feel, I feel privileged that you believe that, Zach. I mean, um, I'm happy that you think that. And uh, I'm happy that I think that, and I'm happy that uh, we finally come together. And Why do you think great. we're making a podcast, though? I think we're making a podcast because we're a little bit bored. <laughs> well, yeah, that's... I mean, we're, that, you know, I'm a perpetual state of boredom. You know, we don't have a lot going on right now. We'll t- talk a little bit more about like our actual um, background and like what's going on in our lives in a, in a little while. Um, Every day is a drag. Every day is a drag. Every day is just hours to spend until you wake up and go back to sleep in the night. Exactly. Isn't that right? Yeah? It's, it's living purely because you're alive. <laughs> you see what I mean? I guess, yeah. You've I got guess. no goals. You've got no motives. You're not reaching for anything. You're just there. Yeah. You yeah. just exist. In a perpetual state. Of I mean, existence. I'll say this to you, Sean. There's no hope. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Or should I say www.twitter.com slash nohopepodcast Exactly, yeah. yeah. So some, of the, some of the other names we came up with for the podcast before we began. Uh, from the gutter. Hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, why, why, Zach? What was, it was your idea. What was your idea behind that? Uh, because it, it is exactly that, Sean. Okay? It's a perspective and a viewpoint from the very bottom of society. And that's where we live. Okay? Call yeah. out Road Roth. 
Yeah. The very bottom of the, of the chain. And we'll, we'll get on to exactly why you know, we're from the bottom a little bit later on. We describe our, our current living situation. Uh, I can be ready for nothing. The Nothing Podcast, yeah, because because we have nothing. We have nothing right now. We and have, we are nothing. Yeah. You know, in terms of what we've actually done. I mean, who are we? Why would someone choose to listen to exactly. us over, over any, any, other, any other podcast? Because we like to think that we're interesting, or that we have interesting viewpoints, right? Yeah. But the fact is, on paper, we've really done nothing to show that that's true. Exactly, yeah. I mean, like, who are we? Who are we're, we? We're nothing. Who are you, Zach Jones? Why I'm should nothing. you make? Why should a guy? Why should a guy who's browsing the you know iPod, I, iPhone, Apple Podcast Store listen to your podcast over anybody else's? Can I'd you, say this can you give exactly anybody a reason right. why they should? It's because every minute you listen to us talking is a constant revelation that hang on, <laughs> maybe it's not about how many sitcoms you star in. Yeah, maybe it's not about how many Grammys you win. Maybe the most interesting people live next door to you. Eh? Absolutely, yeah. Maybe the most interesting people is that dodgy guy you see at the bar. He's bought two double vodka and gins. He's poured them into one glass. He's drinking it. He's downing it. He's got a disgusting beard. He doesn't take care of himself. <laughs> he hasn't showered for two weeks, Sean. Maybe he's the guy you should be listening to. Maybe Zach Jones is the guy you should be listening to. His friend Sean Knox, he's got things to say too. Tell them what they are, Sean. I mean, we'll get on to that. I mean, it's hard for me to think off the top of my head. Like, uh, this isn't great. But, you know, like, uh, yeah, we have things to say. We have, you know, we have a point of view. I'd like to think most people do have a point of view. But I'd like also to think that our point of view is slightly better. Is that is that not right? I, I don't think it's not right. I think it's arrogant. But, I mean, you could have a bit of arrogance, don't you, mate? No one's ever going to listen to you. Other names you came up with? Still trying. Yeah. Still trying. I thought Still, we were going to use that one. Still, still, still plugging away, still trying to get famous. There's obviously a story behind that. We've tried this in the past. What, well, podcast? Podcast. We had a YouTube. You had your own YouTube. I had two YouTubes. Won't mm-hmm. go into the details. Yeah, there's no need. I we blogs. We've both had loads of blogs. You've got a Twitter now, and you're all, oh, I've got 20 followers in three days. And I know in your head, mate, you think, yeah, this is a good start. If I continue getting 20 followers a week, couple of months, I'm going to be a superstar. Not going to happen, pal. Well, we'll see how that pans out. That's uh, twitter.com forward slash A Sean Knox. Why is it it A Sean Knox? Uh, The reason for that was because uh, my initials are Sean A Knox, Sean Alexander Knox. I know that. Uh, Sean A Knox was taken, uh, all sort of variations. Isn't that taken taken by you, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) From my various failed Twitter pursuits in the past. But uh, basically, I decided to put the A at the beginning, because I'm just a Sean Knox. I'm just one of the many Sean Knoxes. I guess it is sort of clever in that way, but I mean... You call it clever, I call it pretentious. Whatever, at least you didn't put a question mark in. Yeah, you're not allowed, thankfully. What, in Twitter? Yeah, you're not, no. It's uh, a shame, isn't it? Another name we come up with? Uh, what they don't want you to know. Like, <laughs> I, I wasn't a fan of this, this was your idea, Zach. I don't yeah, think that yeah. we're... Well, it's meant to sound like... Oh, you know, these, it's meant to sound as if it's going to be like some sort of mental conspiracy podcast, you know what I mean? And people will listen to it, and then they'll sort of be disappointed, but they'll also go, oh yeah, these guys' opinions are maybe slightly fringe. Yeah, perhaps they maybe are. Maybe I should listen to them. Because what you have to understand going forward with the podcast is, as Zach just said, we've done nothing. We've achieved nothing. We've, we're, we're nobodies, you know. Um, I've done a little bit of comedy, which we'll talk about. Zach's done a little bit of script writing, which we'll talk about. But really, we've achieved nothing. Like, there's been no breakthroughs. There's been no 
nothing has happened. Nothing. Nothing. We've achieved nothing. Like we're we're nobody. Yeah, so we're not on the spectrum. We're just we're just mean. people who are who are hoping one day to perhaps maybe do something. So what better place to start than with a podcast where exactly. people can hear it's the updates? It's getting big now, isn't it? The podcast world is taking off. It is a lot indeed. of people making podcasts. It is indeed. Mostly famous people yeah. and also other nobodies. So we'll hope we stand out amongst those people. That's the reason for We the can't podcast. be as bad as YouTube, though. Let's put it that way. Well, no. I mean, that, that's a medium where you're like, oh, yeah, I could put my platform here. And then you're like, oh, hang on. There's like four other million YouTubers. Yeah, and they all, they all they're all cunts. doing the same shit with the quick cuts. Yeah, There'll be quick no quick cuts. cuts here. Full, unedited, 30 minutes to 45 minutes of pure Zach and Sean time. Thank you very much for tuning in, our listeners. And if you Thank want a much. legit breakdown about that, I can give you one, Sean. That's your okay. My problem with quick cuts, and that's podcast, YouTube... Whatever format of blog, right? People use quick cuts because it's lazy and cheap. Okay, you can edit out your mistakes. Anyone can do that. Anyone can talk for four hours and edit in five minutes worth of usable footage. What we're doing now, and what we've always done, YouTube, whatever we've done separately, it's uncut, you know what I mean? Which, in a word, sounds like it would be shitter. But it isn't. It's more impressive to do it... If you can do it uncut... And it's just as good as all these other pricks that fucking quick cut everything they make. That, that's better. Surely that's better. Because would... you, you, know, you don't have to sense yourself. If you look at actual live radio, you, know, you can't just get a proper live radio show. You know what I mean? You need to be credible enough so that people know they can rely on you to talk for certain amounts of time and not stall or need, you know, someone to help you. Or need a little break you where yeah, you exactly. sort of edit just it go, a bit. oh shit, I've ran out of things to say now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut, we'll cut here to like a funny picture of my dog. Fuck off. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, I mean, that's sort of why we're doing the podcast, because we hate, I don't know. Uh, it's because yeah. we hate all the other podcasts. <laughs> yeah. It's more YouTube, really. Yeah. We feel like podcasting is more our format. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Plus, you can go longer. People are intimidated when they see a video that's like 40 minutes long. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're hoping to provide, I don't know, some sort of perspective or, I don't know, like... Well, yeah, there's no, like, proper goal. Something a little bit different. We'll we'll figure out the goal as we go through. Yeah, it's just something to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, We hope you will uh, stay with us while we try to work out why we're even doing this. Yeah, it'll probably evolve a lot. Yeah, so we're generally just going to talk about sort of uh, things on our minds, things that are in the news, things that are trending on Twitter or Facebook, just generally what's going on in the world and give you kind of our perspective on it uh, and try to make it different or funnier or whatever to other people. So if you like us... Then tune in. That, that's that's all I'll say. All right, right, Zach. You want to give well, us yeah, a, exactly. give give us a little sort of um, promo. Give us a bit of so you should listen to us because. Okay, I'll say this: the first episode, particularly, will be for people that know us. You know what I mean? And it'll be an insight into us that you may not have gotten before. Whoa, that's what these guys are actually like. I've only ever met them in a pre-drinks. <laughs> They're so I mean? different. They're so exactly. unique. Like, They're so well, cool. Like, I kind of got the impression they were like that, but now it's nice that I've actually gotten a little bit of proof. Yeah. Long term, though, obviously, ideally, we'd end up having different features, you know, different, covering a lot of different topics, getting our views about the whole spectrum of the universe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a bit grand, but you I know mean, what I mean, though. Like, you sure know, we'll get it's no holes barred. Yeah. You, know, you want my opinions on films, you can get them. You want Sean's opinions on stand up comedy, you can get them. Everything in between. Yeah. What, oh, Nelson Mandela's just died. What do they think about that? I'll tell you what we think about that. 
I think that you're all completely overreacting. <laughs> Again, okay. uh, just an example. He yeah. hasn't died for a while. <laughs> and we'll we'll give you a bit of sort of uh, insight into uh, why we believe that we have any sort of uh, grounds for making these opinions or why we believe that, you know, any of our opinions are valid or, or they deserve a podcast format throughout the blog by what, uh, sorry, podcast, through what, through what we're about to talk about. We're going to talk about like our backstories a little bit. We're going to tell you a little bit about us and what we've done and where we've come from and what we've done so far. Okay, so uh, right now, um, uh, I'm, I'm at Cardiff University, I'm, I'm studying a business degree, we're not going to talk about that at all. Uh, Zach has done a film and TV degree at Aberystwyth. Graduate. Graduate. Uh, only got a 2-2. With honours. Only, only got a 2-2. With honours. He still believes he has the, um, the makings of a good scriptwriter. Do you want to tell us why you believe you... You have those makings, Zach. I'll say this to you, uh, despite the the despite the two mediocre yeah. degree. I'll say this: I didn't get a two-two in screenwriting. Okay, what did you get in screenwriting? Two-one. Two. Okay. High two-one. Slightly better. High two-one. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's more than slightly better. Okay. Yeah. So well, no. The whole point is, I mean, we didn't want to focus on this loads, but the whole point is. What your grade is at university is irrelevant. It doesn't actually demonstrate your skill level or your potential. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's about how many theories they've told you that you can remember and repeat in your essays. It's about how good you are under exam pressure, even though I only had one exam. Or essay pressure. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, which, again, are completely different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can be smart as fuck and shit at writing essays. I mean, I'm looking at myself. Well, yeah, I mean, I I get this a little bit with my degree, and I can understand why you have it with yours, like, uh, especially with the more creative degree. Yeah, how do you uh, you grade grade it? Yeah, exactly. It's different for every person, like, different people have different strengths and weaknesses, which might not necessarily fit in with, uh, with, with the, with the, you know, degree... The grading, the curriculum, exactly, like, what what they decide is what's good and what's bad. I got two, two... But I didn't take, besides screenwriting, like I said, which I got 2-1 in, mm. I didn't take any of the creative modules. Yeah. They were all the critical, you know, actually learning about theories, about film and things like that. And the reason I didn't get a great grade isn't because I didn't understand it, it's because I didn't put in the work. Yeah. I'm not ashamed of that. I'm, I'm not proud of my grade, but I think my grade is exactly what I deserve. Because uh-huh. I didn't try that hard at university. I don't deserve a first. But you still believe that you could write a good script? Oh, yeah. Why? Definitely. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to describe because people look at it like a craft, you know what I mean? As if it's something that you learn how to do. And there is an element of that. But for the majority of it, it's just a talent. If you're good at coming up with story ideas or if you're good at telling stories, you know, there's different elements to it. But if you have any of those skills or all of them, you'd be good at it. It doesn't yeah. matter how many times you learn about the three-act structure or about you know, writing character biographies. You can learn how to do those things, but if you're thick as shit, right? It's never going to work. It's never going to work. If you can't actually understand what people want to see or what makes a character interesting, because you see loads of fucking scumbags, right? They, they're writing their little screenplays, and they think, oh, the main character, you know, like, oh, yeah, he's a really... Uh, He's a really complex character, you know, because uh, in a way he's represents the opposite elements of himself. In one way he's good, in one way he's bad. And they think that makes it sound interesting. And that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah that doesn't mean anything. It's like people use, uh, like, buzzwords, you know what I mean? Stuff they've heard other people say is interesting. And they assume then that that's the template. There is no template. 
Okay, you make whatever you want. You write your own screenplay, or whatever it is. You're on podcast. There's no format. Because the whole point is, when you find something that's good, a lot of the time, the reason it's good is because it's its own separate thing completely. It doesn't exist in that world. It has its own voice. Exactly. You watch a good film, for example, right? You don't like it because it's clearly a very good example of a film. You like it because you're lost in that story. The world they've created is so immersive, you like it purely because you enjoy watching or being in that universe. So could you give an example of a film like that, or like a podcast, or anything that, 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 that proves that like they don't adhere to like the, the, the sort of norms of what like a voice is, or the norms of making well, a good film? Well, I can film. give you, you an example idea? of the opposite. Okay, yeah, give us a right? bad example. Yeah. I recently watched 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, topical. Very topical, right? Good chance it's going to win the Oscar. Absolutely. People love it. Won the BAFTA, didn't it? Uh, yeah, it did, yeah, for best film. And I, I think it won a couple of the other ones. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the screenplay one or something, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah. Loads of acting and nominations for it, which is sort of justified, you know, that's a different thing completely. Yeah. But the whole point is, it is a well-made film. The performances are good. The scenes are structured well enough that you are emotionally invested in them. There's a scene in particular, I'm not going to give any spoilers. Don't worry about that shit. But there's a scene in it, yeah, where a slave is getting, like, whipped. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. a torture scene. I mean, there's a couple of them. Right. <laughs> there's one in particular that everyone's, like, you know, jizzing over. Oh, God, you know, so well made. And you're like, yeah, that one scene is, is well made. The whole film is well made. But the point is, it isn't an interesting world to be in. It's just a world where slaves are realistically portrayed the way slaves were portrayed. And if you're an intelligent fucking person anyway, you know what happened with slaves, and you know that it's bad. So watching the film, you don't learn anything. It doesn't teach you anything. It doesn't broaden your horizons. So anyone that says 12 Years a Slave is a great film, they're only looking at it as a comparison to other films, you know what I mean? Yeah. They think the direction is good in comparison to other films. The performances are good in comparison to other films. On its own, in isolation, I don't think it's an interesting piece of work. Okay. I'm not saying the podcast will be necessarily, because the podcast is a completely different medium. But my, that's my point. That it's, it's, not a, it's not a craft, you know what I mean? It's a skill. You need to have like the it factor. And yeah, I, obviously, I do think I have it. I think you have it. Well, let's you move on to uh, let's move on to why you believe that. Right now, me and Zach are ourselves working on a on a script on a TV script. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why do we believe that has the it factor over the the millions of other sitcoms and comedy shows that are out there? Why Why do you believe that it's we have it, that? Because it's it's not exclusively a sitcom. I mean, if you want to, we'll go over the bare bones of the script. I yeah, assume, I can do right? it quick. Yeah. It's basically, I mean, it sounds like a cheap tactic. It's about us. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, God. But yeah, there's plenty of shows that do that, exactly you know. Maron, exactly. Stars, Matt Maron, Louis, Louis Stars, Louis C.K. Is, is just that just them, about them? Yeah. Yes, well, yeah, their uh, names are, like, slightly changed, but yeah. they're all called their real names. Grandma's like House, about someone else. I, th- I think, you know, any show, sitcom, any good sitcom should come from real life, you know. Exactly. Like, Even something really like experience. The Office. Yeah, exactly. The office. Obviously, they're not playing themselves. But yeah. It's based on real, real life. life. And the, the, what better way to garner what real life is like than basing it on your real experiences of the world? So, well, why do you believe that we have it, that are, whereas other people don't? Because it's about it's about us in theory, yeah? The, the main characters are us. Yeah. But it isn't... That's the thing. People write a script or, you know, whatever it is, a song, whatever they're doing, a blog. Yeah, blogs are big. You know, just normal blogs. Yeah where it's meant to be their thoughts about something. And they don't say it in an interesting way. 
They just literally tell you what has happened to them. Yeah. And that isn't necessarily interesting. It might be. Obviously, some people have 12 years a slave. Yeah. That's a real story, right? And like I'm saying, it's not a bad story. It's just not a good film. You know what I mean? The whole point with our script is it's about us, but it isn't a super realistic portrayal of our lives. It's got flights of fantasy in it. You know, it's got um, abstract jokes. You know, there's a, there's a sense of unrealistic nature to it. There's a lot of scenes that are not something you'd really see, not really things that have happened to us. So even though it is based on us, that isn't the main point about it. That's why it's different. Yeah, I mean, I think the point of the script that we're currently writing is um, we're trying to portray a world uh, kind of from like a grim, sort of uh, darker perspective, uh, looking at the world from a sort of... Um, from the gutter. From the gutter, exactly, you know, from, from a sort of point of view where you see these people who don't have much and they don't have very much money and they don't have very much in terms of prospects if you know i mean I, I think it resonates well with with um the the generation that we've been brought up in in terms of like everything feels a bit like a false promise you know exactly. like we we've grown up in a world where we were taught to go to university and from going to university we would have all these prospects and doors opened for us and we'd have a guaranteed job and especially in today's world in terms of the recession and the, and the job crisis and stuff like that those doors aren't open those doors are not there and, um, there's no hope, yeah. There's no hope. You know, a lot of people now who have done great, you got great degrees, or maybe not got great degrees. Either way, uh, a university education used to mean more than it does today. And um, we're really capitalizing on that, already going into, like, what that means for people, what that means for someone who is actually really intelligent and really well-educated, but um, is unable to... to, to you know, portray that in conventional means. Like they haven't been able to get a great job with a great career and great paycheck. You know, they're they're, they're smart, but but it's not. It's not enough. Not in the conventional, exactly. traditional way. You know, it's 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 portrayed in a sort of how you deal with life and how you deal with social situations and how you deal with just just things in general that that show how smart you are, as opposed to what degree you get at the end of the three years at university. There's also an element to it. Along with everything we do, really. I mean, it comes out in the, the point that is called no hope. You yeah. know what I mean? Where it's not just about what you've actually done. You know what I mean? That's not how. We, that's not the only way you can judge someone. Yeah. In terms of their actual track record. You can meet someone, and even if you know by talking to them, listening to the things that they're saying to you, that they are smart and they have that potential, that's enough in a way. That's enough to say to someone... You know, that guy's smart, or that guy is not a genius. You know, again, I'm not talking about us. That guy gets it. Exactly, that guy gets it. You know, it, they don't have to have succeeded, necessarily. You know, anyone can get a degree. You get a degree by working hard for it. It's not about having a natural spark, or about having, you know, just that extra gear that makes you slightly smarter than other people. Because, you know, I mean, anyone listening to this, you know, obviously no one thinks it's them. Mm. But everyone understands that there is an there is a section of society that is just below you. You know, people that just haven't. It's, it's either genetic or it's how they're raised. I think how they're raised Could be social, yeah. is a big part of it. But there is a lot of people who just aren't as smart as a lot of other people. You know, they don't understand the complexities of the world. They don't look at the world in the way that other people do. They see things purely on what they actually see them as. They can't read between the lines. They can't look deeper 
than purely their visual reality or whatever, you know what I mean? And there's also herd mentality, which is a massive thing, especially because of social media. Uh, we have a lot of people who jump on bandwagons or, or sort of uh, adopt an opinion which is just the norm or whatever everybody else is thinking. There's, an opinion, uh, there's, a, there's a certain one I have in my head which I can't quite remember off right now, but like, there's a lot of people who... Who was sort of, oh, well, yeah, this thing we're talking about, the, the whole, when everyone graduated, right? I'm a, yeah, I'm a year yeah. behind at university right now. I'm, I have another, I finish in June. Zach's already graduated. And we talked a lot about um, when people graduated uh, in, in the June of, of 2012? No, 2013. 13, yeah. 13. Um, who... Everybody had to do a status saying, "Oh, I've graduated. I got yeah, this degree. I've done great." Status Everyone well. had to upload uh, uh, photos of their graduation ceremony. Everybody had to say, "Oh, I've learned so much from university." It felt like all those people weren't contributing anything to sort of the overall dialogue. They were all just sort of uh, doing it because everybody else was doing it. And, and I mean, I think that that comes in with everything. It comes in with a lot of a lot of. Um, you know, things are important. It comes in with, like, uh, views on, you know, things like graduation. When you get a new job, you have to tell everybody about it. You graduate, you have to tell everybody about it in this generic way. Do you think that is the problem, though? I don't want to blame Facebook, right? Mm. But the fact is, we live in a world now where that is such a huge part of everyone's lives, right? And you look at things through Facebook in a lot of ways. Yeah. And in that example... The way it seems people treat it is like a thing they add to their timeline. You know what I mean? Yeah. I graduated. I got a job. I'm in a relationship. It isn't actually about their opinions on anything. Yeah. And that's the problem. These people posting these statuses, yeah, and they're always, you know, you have to click see more. Because it's like, oh, I have to tag all the people that mean anything to me in university, you know. <laughs> oh, thank you to John for getting me through that tough time in March, you know, when I was in hospital for kidney failure. Whatever it is, some bullshit. No one gives a shit about that. We don't actually know those people necessarily. The point is, you're posting something on Facebook, it's for everyone. It's for the world. You should be able to read it as if you didn't know the person. And it should still say something to you. It should still let you know what that person thinks about things, rather than just... It's meaningless, that's the problem. They're graduation posts. They're writing on each other's walls, yeah? I can't believe we finally did it. Three years of hard work finally paying off. All those sleepless nights. All those energy drinks. No one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, not, you're not even saying, like, okay, I went to university and here's what I really learned. You know what I mean? Here's how I've grown as a person. Yeah. I mean, if I was going to post any sort of twatty status like that, as you know, Sean, and as I'm sure some of the listeners know, I'm not a big Facebook user. Pretty much everything I post is basically a joke. I don't post, you know, life events because it's nobody else's business. And if I haven't got, when I graduated, I wasn't happy. So I didn't want to spread that shit around. You know what I mean? But if I was going to post a status about it, it would have been, you know, a serious reflection of my time at university, how it changed me, how I realized that I kind of regret it going at all because it didn't prepare me for life. All university does is gives you a buffing period right? Yeah. You have three years before life properly starts and you're expected in that time to A, get a degree and B, work out how you function as a you know, civilian. I mean, I feel like uh, you grow up in this sort of, uh, when you're young, we're talking sort of like, uh, I don't know, sort of 13 to 18. Uh, you grow up in this bubble. Yeah. You already have these people you've known as friends or you go to comprehensive school, secondary school. 
uh, and you know you meet new people and you know like it's all very still you're still young when you meet those people and you establish these friendships and so that and maybe you go to college or maybe you go to sixth form and you know you're still within this sort of uh, social I don't know bubble it's a bubble like you know like you can't really uh, try things out you can't really like really bounce yourself off people because you're you're trapped within the politics of that social group exactly but you go you stuff, go to university it? and you're alone like mm. you're on your own you meet entirely new people and you have to start from from scratch presumably unless you're a pussy and go to university in the place you grew up yeah, in which is always which is problem. which is a huge waste i've learnt 10 100 times more from meeting people and 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 trying things out and and sort of um you know, trying to re-establish uh, who I am and how I'm portrayed to other people than I've ever learned from things I've learned in lectures and yeah. seminars and things like that. I've learned about who I am as a person. And um, I don't know, I think if you put too much emphasis on, on the grades and things like that, you're missing the point of university. You're not living. It was, it was a quote from a, from a... I don't want to be this guy. There, there was a Stephen Fry video, What I Wish I'd Learned at 18, and he talks in that video about... Um, uh, that when he went to university, he met people who, who he was able to talk about, about like politics and philosophy and religion, and he really established his views on things, because you meet people at university who are from entirely different backgrounds, entirely different social backgrounds, entirely different like financial backgrounds, just completely different people. And you should take advantage of that situation. You should, you should uh, you know, sort of... Me and you, for example, are from kind of a working class background. We're not from, Definitely. you know, we don't come from money. I don't We're want to, I, I don't want to make that like a thing. But like, here, watch the screen. Yeah, wait till the screenplay is released. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we, we do come from from not a lot of money. And I met a lot of people at university who do come from money, and you know that's that's fine. But they they have entirely different views on things, and that's okay as well. What's important is that you go to university with these different backgrounds, and you're prepared to learn from the other people's backgrounds. You sort of you sort of grow as a person, as a person, growing as a person, and learning to be self aware is far more important than any thing that you learn in lectures or seminars or anything like that. It's all to do with the social spectrum and sort of um becoming who you are through your social interactions. And sadly a lot of people I've met at university just don't supply that because all they talk about are you know oh you got this essay coming up yeah, or, exactly. or they don't they don't get sort of they they have safety guards up they have sort of like uh, surely the idea they won't is get, go as far as you want them to go if you'll follow me on a complex metaphor Sean this year surely the, the the kind of metaphor is you're you're in the wilderness you know what I mean you're thrown into a, a lifestyle that you aren't used to you're living on your own probably in a halls or something. Yeah, you know, there's all these weird creatures there, right? Yeah. And yeah, you can focus all your time on, you know, finding food, finding shelter, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or you can, you know, go out there and fucking explore this forest that is the world you live in. At the same time, you're in the wilderness. You've got a lot of time to reflect on who you are. You've got a lot of time to think about what you actually mean to the world, you know what I mean? That's more important than any bullshit you learn. If you do business, who gives a shit about ratios if you don't understand, you know, how to be self-aware or how to fit into the, the social constructs in the world? Because that's the thing. You see people, yeah, they come out of uni and they fucking graduate with a first, you know, fucking whatever they've got, you know, a nursing degree. Great. You know how to bandage up wounds and shit. Yeah, I'm not trying to downplay how important that is. What I'm saying is, if you still don't understand how to exist in the world from an actual practical standpoint, because that's what they don't teach you in lectures. All they can teach you is what you're studying. 
and that's only useful in the working world, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you pick up other things, especially if you do something like philosophy or English. You pick up skills you can use at all times. But there's more to it than that. You know, you move into halls. You've got to immediately then, how do I handle, you know, being civil to the cunt across the hall that I hate? You know what I mean? How do you handle when your housemate brings his girlfriend round to meet everyone and she's a complete fucking nutcase? (laughs) How do you handle stuff like that? That is a more important life lesson than, you know, making sure you go to your 9am Monday morning lecture on sound design. And yeah. that's what no one gets. You don't see people posting statuses about how stressful it is, you know, like financially handling your loan or, you know, deciding how to socially interact with, you know, uh, the, the people that live next door. All you see them posting about is, oh, I've got an SU do, do in on oh, Monday. Oh, great night out. I exactly. love getting drunk. Great night out. It's like, yeah, getting drunk <laughs> is amazing. I have absolutely no qualms with that. It's one of my favourite pastimes. <laughs> But the point is, I get drunk, and I go out, and I have interesting conversations with other people that are drunk. I don't just go out and, like, mindlessly dance to, like, chase and stay us, you know, fucking whatever other cunts do on nights out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the yeah. point is, I don't do shit like that. Yeah. Trying to get off with girls, you know what I mean? Because that isn't going to be a meaningful experience. You're not going to learn anything You're not going to learn anything. All you learn is, like, oh, yeah, that line works. Or, so you, try or that you get a quick time. thrill of a quick fuck, and then exactly. you move on with your life. Okay, so let's move on from this, and we talked about this for a while. Let's just talk about ourselves a little bit more. Let's talk about your aspirations a bit, Zach. And I know they feel particularly dampened right now. Do you want to go into that in too much detail? I mean, we've been going already for about uh, 30 minutes. so like, We're all right for time. Like, we'll yeah. just buzz through the rest of You want to talk it. about to your be aspirations? Fair, though, I actually don't f- feel bad about my aspirations now. You know what I mean? You, hear you, them. What you, are your aspirations? Well, yeah, you set that up, though, as if it's like, oh, because your life currently is so shit, you've lost all hope. You know what I mean? <laughs> you seem that way lately. Yeah, but it is like that. But, like, it's all short-term, that. You know, it's like I, I don't have any confidence that my life in the near future will be very good. But in terms of believing in my skills as a screenwriter, which is my goal, I, I, I don't have any reservations about that. Obviously, okay. I've always known, because it's, it's the entertainment business, there's always a chance that you'll never succeed, whether you're good or not. You know what I mean? A lot of it is luck and chance. Yeah. A lot of it is who you know or who you blow. <laughs> yeah, you know all about that. Exactly. Uh, but, like... Yeah, you know, I want to be a screenwriter, basically, and, you know, like, it's impossible to prove that I'm good at it, but I am good at it, you know what I mean? I'm good at coming up with stories. Okay, like, we already talked about, like, why we why we believe other people are bad at it, like, what is it that makes you think that you're good at it? What is it? What is the thing that makes you have this conviction that you're a better screenwriter than the hundreds, thousands of other people who also write scripts? Like I said, though, I don't a lot of it is, already said, but, like, is the spark, you know what I mean? Spark. It isn't really something you can describe. If you're mm-hmm. good at something or not, is almost luck, you know what I mean? It's if you're born with those set of skills. And you said this to me not that long ago. You were helping me, like, write my CV or something. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not applying for screenwriter-based jobs at this point in time uh, because I can't even get jobs as night porters at a hotel. <laughs> so, like, I'm definitely not going to be able to become a screenwriter now. Yeah. But, like, you said, you know, you're good at, like, spotting flaws that nobody else would see, you know what I mean? And that is the point. The point is, I think it's the same for you, but you apply it slightly differently to me, where you just look at the world in a really personal way and you understand I, you know, both of us I'm saying but I'm using the pronoun vaguely it's anyone that's really smart I think you know it's anyone that you consider smart that even the celebrities people like Stephen Fry any of these great thinkers 
they're smart because they have their opinion of how the world works. And everything they think is manipulated and based around that. So they're, you know, an auteur, if you will. They have their own perspective on everything. And I think I've definitely got that. And whether or not that is something that can be mainstreamly appealing isn't known. I mean, I think, I think, and like, I think, because I think I can say this more than you without it sounding arrogant. But I mean, I think, like, in terms of, like, uh, the people who we go out and we meet, we meet a lot of new people all the time. Uh, people do seem to take to you. They do seem to, you know, find you funny. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll you... say this. That there is a, a charisma to me. Obviously, a lot of that, though, is actually hearing me speaking, which wouldn't come across in a script, necessarily. But I think it would, because it isn't... It's your voice. It's, 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 your... Not, it's not just a natural thing. A lot of it is manipulated, <clears throat> if you know what I mean. You know, it's a skill I've got, but it doesn't mean it comes out naturally. A lot of it is, you know, I know if I make this face, this person will laugh. You know, if I look over there blankly, they'll think I'm thinking this. It isn't all real. A lot of it is manipulated. And surely that is, you know, a good way of looking at it. If you're going to write something like a script, it isn't going to be a real thing. It's all going to be, you know, it's all manipulated, a script. Everything that's said... Is said intentionally. Yeah, every line of dialogue exactly. is thought it's about. All thought out, and like I, you know, I, I know how to do that. I've had to learn how to do that in social situations, just because both of us have just been considered. In school, we were kind of outsiders. You know what I mean? Not in a maliciously bullied way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people accepted us, but they thought we were a bit weird, and it took a couple of years when before we could learn the skills to apply that weirdness or whatever it is into something that can be palatable to people. And we've got it now. Like you said, people do warm to me and nights out. At the same time, though, people warm to you in a different way. You're more the leader, if you will. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is moving on to our, uh, you know, the last, the last bullet point we've got on you about last night standing. Exactly. The, like, uh, I couldn't do that, you know what I mean? Uh, it's I... such a putting yourself out there thing that I couldn't do. That's your role. Yeah. You say people warm to me on nights out... But the whole point is, we wouldn't even be talking to those people if you weren't good at initiating stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you people warm to you, maybe not warm to you, but people react to you in a way that opens the door then. And, like, you know, yeah, a lot of people, I won't say prefer me to you, <laughs> but, you know, there's like a, you know, there's a charm to me that maybe you haven't got. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, you tried to say that as, <laughs> yeah, as, as nice as, as you possible. could. I'm still offended. You've got okay. other talents, though. You know what I mean? We are a good unit. Yeah, well, I mean, we've talked a lot about um, the script and things like that and the aspirations that you have and stuff like that, so that's that's what Zach's all about. I just want to talk about myself for a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, mate, um, don't feel bad about it, because, you know, you're you're a great guy. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. And I think people would be excited to learn more about you. I, I, I don't know. I just feel, I feel like I, I don't want to, like, hog the limelight. Like, I feel like that's only, only ever a bad thing to do to talk about yourself too much. But uh, Last Mike Standing is an open mic competition that I currently run now. I dabble a little bit in stand-up comedy. Um, uh, <laughs> I hate myself just for saying that. <clears throat> it's fine, mate. It's fine, mate. But um, yeah, you've got it. You've got to at some point phrase it like a cunt. Yeah, for yeah, people well, to even so get the idea. I do a little bit of that. And uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk a little bit about stand-up comedy and like what we think about that? And I think it's a a really underappreciated medium. You know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. It isn't as big as anything. Else. I mean, I've been involved with running comedy nights for about what five years on and off. 
More than that, really, at this point. It's almost like seven years. Yeah. Like um, we first started um, doing the garage stuff when we were about 15. Yeah. And I, and I know a lot of um, a lot of comedians, a lot of amateur comedians, you know, not, not, no, by no means professional, just trying to get a gig wherever they can. And I know a lot of comedians who've tr- who have, in, with fully good intentions, with, you know, only the, only the best in their heart, tried to start their own comedy nights. And uh, they fail. They, they flop and they fail time and time again by no... Not because the comedians are not committed to it. I'm sure a lot of them really have, like, the idea of the medium of stand-up comedy is good in their heart, and they want to promote that. Um, But they're just notoriously difficult to promote. Like, people don't like to watch stand-up comedy as much as they would prefer to go and see a band, or as much as they would prefer to go and see an acoustic artist doing the same shit that every other acoustic artist does. Because, like, I, I know why I think that is. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really know why that is. I haven't been able to work out why I think that people aren't as into stand-up comedy as they are into music. I guess music is more accessible. You it's can shut. You can shut your brain off for a bit of music. It's because you know? you know it will be good. Yeah. If it's a musician, yeah, they've had to learn to play the guitar, or they've had to learn to play the drums, whatever they're playing. Right. A comedian. You hear that someone's a comedian, especially if it's their first gig, which it is a lot of last mic standing, and you have a lot of newbies, you yeah. know what I mean? And there's absolutely no guarantee they'll be good, because they haven't had to put in work. I mean, yeah, they've had to write a set, but that doesn't prove a skill. Well, yeah, like, any, anybody thinks they can write a stand-up exactly. comedy set. Anybody thinks, like, oh, their friends find them funny so they can do stand-up comedy. And, and to a degree, I believe that, and I'm learning... Or at least I learned very quickly that wasn't the case. A lot of the things that I came up with first, like the first jokes I thought of, were just sort of the stories or whatever that yeah, they tend yeah. to do to my group of friends, flopped on stage. It's an entirely different, uh, different skill, uh, you know, coming up with with being funny with your friends and then translating that to a group of people who don't know who you are. Um, but a lot of people feel like they have it just because. You know, they're fine, friends think they're funny, or you know, they can tell a. That's good the thing. Story. They don't get the theatrics of it. Mm. If you know what I mean. Like, comedy isn't just telling funny jokes, you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got to work the crowd. And, like, people don't really know what that means. It's about understanding how they're reacting to you. If they're only laughing a little bit, you need to know to do something that brings them in more. You have to make them laugh more so that they buy into you. It's the psychology of it. It's social skills, being a comedian. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of people haven't got that. You can be funny and have no social skills. That's why all these cunts write these Tumblr blogs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because in real life, nobody gets them. But on Tumblr, they can think really carefully about the way they word everything. That's why all those cunts make those um, jump cut YouTube videos. Anyone can do that. Anyone can write four minutes of like palatable, half-funny jokes and edit them together. It's different when you're on stage and you're opening up to a group of people because that's what it is really it's listening to somebody talking to you yeah and you need to know how to control the way they're thinking about it i feel as well that stand-up comedy the best of it anyway is about um uh portraying yourself like who you are it's not just about doing like one-liners or like being a generic stand-up or or even it's not the 20s anymore yeah it's about it's about selling yourself as a person and really like connecting with the audience in like a personal way and really sort of uh you know sort of the audience walk away at the end and they want to go for a drink with you or they want to have a talk with you. They want to go, like, oh, why did you think yeah. that? Like, they have they to at least think. At least make that is who he is. Yeah, exactly, rather than just being generic. But they, they have to think, if I met him afterwards, he would be exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, 
But anyway, we're, we're, we're coming to the end now. Like, we've been going for about 40 minutes. Uh, we're going to wrap flown up here. By, isn't it, mate? Flown yeah, by. it has flown by. Uh, at least for me, at least for us. Maybe the listeners will think yeah, this yeah, has yeah. been going for fucking ages. Leave us some uh, feedback. Yeah. Give us some feedback. Uh, you could tweet us at No Hope Podcast. Sean um, has his own Twitter. I have my own Twitter, a Sean Knox. If you want to tweet or follow me, uh, obviously a lot of people who listen to this will probably be who knows on Facebook. Yeah, like I said, yeah. Uh, I appreciate this hasn't really been a funny podcast. But next week's, or two weeks from now, it might be, might be funny, who knows, uh, we're going to talk about whatever's on our minds then. We've got to start somewhere. Sure. We've got to start somewhere, we feel like we've introduced ourselves well, this is quite serious, quite sincere, and I feel like that is quite rare in today's world. You know, a lot of people these days, it's all an act. Uh, but we're not going to get into that right now, maybe, maybe that's one for, for the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening, uh, we hope you will tune in again, and follow us, as I say, and I think that's it, is that it? Pretty much, yeah. I don't think we've missed anything big. Okay, absolutely. Okay, we'll be back then in around two weeks uh, with the next installment of the No Hope Podcast. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you then. Goodbye.